0: Italian Wine Podcast. Chin-chin with Italian Wine People.
1: Hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast. My name is Monty Wood, and my guest today is Gelasio Gaetani d'Aragona. Welcome. Gelasio. Good morning. Uh, how are you? I'm nice. pretty good. You're looking pretty relaxed. Yeah, I'm as fine. usual.
0: I'm just arrived now at. Uh to Verona, actually from
1: England, from Europe. Well, you're lucky to have escaped. Well done. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So um, tell me about um, your... Your career, what you do, you're closely associated with Tuscany, you know, all the wineries, everybody in Tuscany knows. You haven't yet met anybody involved in wine who doesn't know of you. What yeah. do you do and, and how do you do
0: it? At this point of my life, I would say, when I go around in the wine world, like today in is the first day of in Italy, uh, at the end is uh, I'm still curious to see what's going on in this world. And uh, as uh, my life began as a wine producer, I, when I was very young, I was... Um, in Montalcino my family was making Brunello di Montalcino my father then I follow his uh, for quite a few years so then, when did you
1: when did you start or when did he start with Brunello?
0: But it was uh, the first vintage was, 90, was 1970 which for Brunello di Montalcino is like to say the historical first period because before that uh, I mean the denomination was in 1966 so and then uh, so there were only
1: about 20 producers then weren't there? yeah were only.
0: Um, Biondi Santi was, let's say, the inventor of the, the, the way of making Brunello. And then we were, uh, I think, 10 producers Argiano, Il Poggione, Poggio Lemura, that then became uh, uh, Villa Banfi, and uh, Lisini, and the lady, I think she must be, I mean, I hope she's still alive, but she was quite old uh, at the time. So it was, uh, let's say, the historical time of Brunello. So many things have happened uh, in the Brunello area. Uh, and at that time, Brunello was not like it was now. Which now, to speak about Brunello, is as to of sp- uh, Montalcino is as to speak about Bordeaux, the, the greatest area in wine area in the world. I would say with Bulgaria now. Bulgaria and Montalcino are the Everybody wants, I mean, and the great investors uh, would love to to get
1: vineyards and the wineries uh, there. And, uh. I in mean, Bulgaria is very much seen as an international region in the sense that it has both local great varieties, particularly Sangiovese, plus the Bordeaux influence and also Syrah as well, whereas obviously Brunello is 100% Sangiovese. How is that tension, how do you see that tension developing in the future and how is uh, it been managed historically?
0: I don't think it's a, <coughs> it's a tension. Actually, the, let's say the, the Bordeaux-style Toscan wine uh, were very Important to create, uh, let's say, the new legend of the Italian wine because, uh, I mean, Sassicaia in Bulgaria was, uh, let's say, the first Bordeaux style wine ever produced in Tuscany. And the story is so fascinating that because of uh, that Sassicaia case, uh, for example, uh, Pierre Antinori thought, but why let's try to put some Cabernet Sauvignon also in my own wines. And so after Sassicaia, you had uh, uh, Solaya, Tignanello, and uh, this, let's say, the Bordeaux emulation uh, brought to the renaissance of uh, Toscan wines with, uh, you know, uh, America get crazy for, Robert Parker get crazy for, he was his, I mean, Bordeaux is still the benchmark of. Now it's, a, let's say, it's a moment where all the new generation of Italian uh, producer are going back to the traditional varietal in order to find uh, something uh, that nobody other have and so I mean uh, nobody
1: so, can copy yeah.
0: yeah and so now uh, because it Italy became now it's quite famous all over the world so uh, now we are, it's a new comparing to the time I was in my 20 I mean it's a new era and probably another new era will be when uh, when China and all the Asiatic will be the real buyer, also of
1: Italian wine. Do you think the old days were more fun, like when you were a kid growing up in Donnafugata? Brunello was not a world famous wine. It was a deserted no. area, wasn't it?
0: No, I think the what is very fun for everybody is when you are young. So there is an enthusiasm that, in every generation, you represent the new. And then when you get older, everybody becomes a little more. It's um, referenziale and so they say boring things but I think it's very important uh, to listen uh, the new generation because they they are a mix of being wise because they listen to what the father said they are respectful to what the the parents of the generation previous did but then they have this uh, engine which is the youth that that can be transformed in something uh, revolutionary you know then wine as you know it's uh, also a situation of coincidence and uh, stories then mixed together. So the the um, although you know everybody speaks about uh, marketing strategy and uh, what to invent, but in the reality, all the greatest wine in the world, like uh, the Italian uh, famous wine, are all uh, originated by accidental uh, chances. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like uh, the Sassicaia was just because uh, the old Marquesi Incisa was in love with Bordeaux wines, and so he, he tried uh, to plant some Bordeaux grapes in uh, in his, I mean, land, uh, and then, uh, so, you know, wine, you learn everything. I still have, I learn a lot every day, and then I try to make uh, also some business out of this, because uh, somebody believed that I am uh, a guru in wine, but in reality, I'm a good wine
1: drinker. Okay, Gilles, I think we'll leave it there. I mean, do you think do you think Montecchiano Monta- is a zone that you love and you know well, and you've had such personal experience with it? Do you think uh, do you think it's in a really good position at the moment? I, I personally do. I think there's been so many changes, and um, obviously there's always room for improvement. But as a region, um, it's made I think huge strides, huge progress in the last yeah. eight nine years. Yes,
0: now we are really entering in the in, let's say in the golden age of yeah. Brunello, because now I, also the every single wine producer is much more conscious. Of how the wine should be, It's much more uh, knowledgeable about uh, the international tasting of market. so. I think Brunello is uh, living, uh, and also the investor, the, the new wine producer, are much more passionist about wine. It's not only the uh, you know the banks or the insurance company that used to buy in Montalcino in the in the 80s, in the 90s. Now all the new acquisitions are made by professional wine people, uh, like the case uh, in a, in a way. Uh, I would say the Beyond Santi acquisition by French. I think it's uh, it's a positive uh, thing because the French, uh, you know, it's a big company, luxury brands, aspirational, would, isn't it? So everything is uh, thanks to the work of so many people. I would yeah. say now uh, at least a three generation of uh, four, if you consider the old the contadini, yeah.
1: the, the old the old uh, I mean uh, countrymen peasants. Yeah. I, I
0: think to people like Pacenti, yeah. Barici. Yeah. Now they must be dead. I think.
1: Yeah, Nello recently passed. Yeah, away, Nello yeah. passed away. Yeah. But
0: uh, but I think there is still uh, there is still uh, comparing to Bordeaux, for example, uh, Montalcino still has to develop some um, maybe some structure within the consorzio. Mm-hmm. Some um, anyway. Step by step. Step by step. We're in Italy, so yeah. We are in Italy. Yeah. Plus, we began uh, thirty years ago to make good wines. Uh, if we go back uh, and we compare to the French, they they started uh, three hundred years ago. So we just have to wait a
1: little bit. Gianluca, it's great to see you. You are the best dressed man in Italy. Thank you. You know you. Too. You, you know I know I'm not. <laughs> I, you know, you just, I mean, if, if you didn't have any kind of career in wine, I'd sign you up as a top model. You know, you just have a um, presence about you and uh, very elegant. And uh, you combine sophistication with this kind of devil mic, you know, like, almost like you've washed up from a desert island, right? And then you work, oh, this, who's this hobo that's washed up on a desert island? And then you start talking Latin and poetry and all the rest of it. So you're a man of contradictions, but a great conversationalist. Thank and, you very really um, much. Rigid, so. No, so nice to bump into you today. And, and thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you. And thanks I hope we we'll see you again during the. In Italy. Thanks Celasia. Thank you, campione champion. Grazie, fantastico. Grazie a te.
0: Follow Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook and Instagram.